Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NIL, the idea was that it got payers played, but we didn't know. And I love the, I'm not a Kobe Bryant fan and I don't like the Denver stuff, but I love what Kobe Bryant said. Um, He said, I don't have all the answers. I don't even have all the questions. We didn't know the question. So the question now is what Caleb, as we learn more about NIL and what would now be year four coming into year four. This is, 2024 is going to be the third recruiting class, the third signing day after NIL went into effect. It went into effect July 1st, 2021. Okay, so the 2021 recruiting class doesn't count. Yes. As of right now, the top 10 players on 247 Sports Composite, eight different schools have a commitment from a top 10 player on 247 Sports Composite. It was seven each of the previous two years. That's all in an NIL era. In the pre-NIL era, it was six in 2021, five in 2020, and five in 2019. Now, that seems minimal, you know, six to seven and five to eight, but that it's consistently the last three years been more than the previous three years suggests that NIL is developing more parity. There's a catch. But if I go beyond three years, there were multiple times in the 10 years before that where you had nine or 10 schools, different schools have top 10 players. I think NIL saved college football from losing its parity because I think the SEC was getting so dominant by the late 2010s that only a handful of schools were getting a lot of talent. And I think the NIL is actually bringing college football. People are seeing it's bringing more parity. I think it's just bringing college football kind of back to where it was before Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State got every single recruit in the world. Well, I don't see how it could possibly... At the end of the day, what is it all? What's it all about, Caleb? At the end of the What's day, life. Money? Life. For most people, it's about money. Okay? So, yeah. like, if you if you won one of your parlays and you, you brought home $2 million on a weekend, I imagine the Dave Hooker show with Caleb Calhoun would need retooling because you might have other things that you want to do with your life. Okay. So, I mean, I hope that wouldn't be the case. I actually, if I won the lottery would still do, do the show. My wife and I talked about it when, when, uh, when I, I'm never going to retire. I love what Howard Stern's doing at uh, 70 years old, where he's interviewing like old rock bands. I mean, I, this will evolve into something until the day I die or I'm incapable of doing it. But for the most people, it's about money. So how can NIL achieve parity when everybody doesn't have the same amount of money? I mean, <laughs> there's no that 
that, that equates itself. So it can't really achieve parity, which I think is what you were saying in a different sort of way, because the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Tennessees, uh, the Texases, they have more money than the Mississippi states and the Oregon states and the Washington states. So really, it, it's done the opposite of create more parity. It's been fairer for players who get stuck two years behind a guy and can't play, especially at the quarterback position. And that's great. But really what's happened is those programs that may have seen a dip in their quarterback play have gone out and gotten other quarterbacks. And it's made them better programs. So maybe if you want to talk about the top 25 programs, it makes it a little bit more parity there, maybe. But what it's really doing, and we're in the middle of this, we haven't seen it yet, it's going to leave some programs in the dust. And and it is like the Washington State and the Oregon States. They're, hell, they're not even in the conference anymore, Caleb. So, I mean, they are, but they're not. So, I, to me, it's actually resulted in less parity, far less parity. Well, okay, this it depends on what you mean by parity. It's going to leave it. There will be here, put it this way there will be more people, more programs able to have a big piece of uh, eat at the big, t- big kids table. There will be more programs able to eat at the big kids table, but there will be no little kids table. Exactly. Yeah. Great. So, right now, yeah. And so, the thing with NIL that's interesting is this. The reason it, it, it brings more parity among the upper echelon schools than it used to is because, Dave, let's just be honest. There was no parity in college sports before NIL. Okay? The schools with the most resources always got the best recruits. Nick Saban used to complain, like, NIL will hurt parity. You're in Alabama getting a number one recruiting class every year. What are you talking about? There, you know, we, we need – there's not enough parity. Obviously, there's – like, so the, the point with NIL was – I think what NIL's done here's what here's what it is, and you're somebody who's covered recruiting. The 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 you never have parity in college football. You're never going to have the NFL ever. That's never going to happen in college football. But you can make teams a little bit closer to each other. The number one thing that makes them closer to each other, Dave, is if the number of factors that go into recruiting increases. So there's location, school resources, conference, playing time. Now there's NIL. Now that just happens to be the biggest factor in recruiting. I mean, that just happens to overtake every other factor we've named. But the sheer volume of factors in recruiting is naturally going to increase the number of schools that can have a seat at the table. And so NIL is a big one. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, You don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Excuse me, I choked up. Um, I, I I I don't have time to post another poll. But um, 
because I'm, I'm engaged with this conversation, but I do want you to tell me on the message board. Do you really want parody? Because the NFL is, they strive for that. Uh, professional leagues strive for that. That's why they have salary caps. That's why they have inverted draft selections based off records. Um, and, and we have Socialism. seen, what's that? It's literal communism. I mean, the yeah. NFL is literally communism. Oh, <laughs> and do we like that or did we like it better that that the Patriots were dominating? Now, they were doing so at, in a time that they were trying to get parity. The NFL was. But in, in the end, what happened? A guy named Tom Brady was so special that he dominated. So what do we want? Because let's face it, guys. I know a lot of you are Tennessee fans and we've got a lot of fans from other schools. Probably you hated Alabama dominating, but that was one great narrative, was it not? When Georgia finally beat Alabama for a championship, that was a great narrative. Could anybody, oh, uh, could, could any former Saban assistant ever beat him? That was a great narrative. So do we really want it or do we think we want it? We want it because you're missing. There's two, there were two narrative. There's two narratives in the NFL. And this is what what's real big about the NFL. Yes, there's a narrative. Can anybody knock off Tom Brady? But the other narrative was, and this is where it was different from college football. You could look at your team, and no matter how bad you were, you could say, you know, next year, if we get some good free agents and things bounce our way, we could win the Super Bowl. You're never more than a year out from winning the Super Bowl if you're an NFL team. Dave, when, ten when Josh Heupel took – if you were following Tennessee in 2019, did you think, oh, Tennessee could beat Alabama in 2020? No, you didn't think that, and nobody thought it. Okay, so the, 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 the concept of parity from the NFL perspective, yes, the Patriots were a villain, but – there were so many other teams in that time that were winning Super Bowls at the same time. It, the in, college football's problem was borderline the NBA's problem. Remember the NBA? I mean, for as long as you've been watching the NBA, Dave, has there ever been more than two or three teams that could win the finals in any year? <clears throat> no, but they've been different year to year, so I'm not following uh, your thing. I mean, I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, it. I mean, nobody talked about the Bucks before Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right, though, I think, we need, to stick, I think we need to stick with football because one basketball player can make a monstrous difference. Personally. Okay, but what I mean is this parody, but that was the college football was so loading up with talent. You, in, I mean, two years ago, Alabama and Ohio State and Georgia, you could bet them versus the field. You should never be at a point where you could bet three teams versus the entire field to win a championship ever. That's ridiculous. And I mean, you couldn't do that with, with the NFL. You, even when the Patriots were at their peak, you couldn't bet the Patriots and two other teams versus the field. You could See, never I, do that. Okay, I came up during a time where the NFC East dominated. Now, when I became a Cowboys fan, and people call me a front-running fan, I'm really not. The Cowboys were awful when I started rooting for them. They had a quarterback named Danny Watt that was hella bad. and um, But the NFC East dominated with the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys, and the Eagles. The Eagles didn't win a championship, but they were very dominant. So it was kind of fun. Going that was the narrative back then. Can anybody topple the best team in the SC, in the NFC East? So that was kind of fun. So I'm I'm going to break with you on that. I'm okay with having three or four teams. I'm actually okay with the narrative of having one dynasty. I think the numbers don't support your argument, though. Okay, well, I could be wrong, but that's the way I feel. I think you're starting to see Patrick Mahomes create that. Patriots like dynasty where there's no in between. You either hate him or you love him. And well, Patrick think, Mahomes is. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think that's. I think that's a good narrative. Patrick Mahomes is a unique. We are watching. Here's what we're watching that's so rare with Patrick Mahomes. 
So with Peyton Manning, when Tom Brady was having a dynasty, in the regular season, you would still say maybe Peyton Manning was better, Aaron Rodgers was better, you know, something like that. But Tom Brady would get the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is the first player that we've ever watched at quarterback for in the NFL to be the best player in the regular season year in and year out and have a dynasty going. Well, and true. We've but never I, seen that. That can't happen in college football. I guess what I'm asking you is if you entered the season and you said, I would take Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee uh, uh, over the field. But the next year, you'd say, I would take Ohio State, Michigan, Southern Cal against the field. To me, that is parody. Yeah, but there's... Unless they're the same three programs every year. Right, but it, you like you just brought it up. It was the it was the same few programs in the NFC East. So as a Cowboy fan, you had fun with it. How did every other fan base feel that wasn't in the NFC East, though, Dave? Well, no, no, no. I thought it was cool even when the Cowboys were three and thirteen and one and fifteen, and the Giants and Redskins were dominant. I okay. hated it, but it was cool. I, I don't me, know how to explain that really. Let me bring it. Let me bring it down this way, actually, because it was when you were covering Tennessee. There was about a ten-year period from I'd say ninety-three to two thousand two, where. The betting was it was Tennessee and Florida versus the field to win the SEC, wasn't it? Yes. Now, there was a lot of apathy among a lot of SEC schools during that time. The SEC is much better now because so many other teams have these expectations. Tennessee and Florida ran roughshod over the SEC, and it was bad for the conference. Now, Tennessee fans loved it. Y'all are going to hate me for saying it. Florida fans loved it, but... Tennessee, but it wasn't great for the SEC when Tennessee and Florida were the only two teams that mattered in the league. And there was a period where they were literally the only two teams that were worth that were worth worthy of national attention from the SEC.